And there's Charles Woodson. How about that? And what a season he had. Great, Manny. He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Here are your hosts, Derek Johnson and Dougals. And on a day when... Bannon says that Jimmy Lake has been vindicated. The Washington Huskies beat Arkansas State 52-3. Dylan Morris had a career high with 367 yards passing. Sean McGrew came out of witness protection to rush for two touchdowns. And Sam Heward made his debut going two for five for 31 yards. The Huskies are now one and two and open up conference play next week against the Cal Bears at Husky Stadium. I'm joined with co-hosts Joey Dangerously and Willie Duke. And guys... After watching Arkansas State's offense today, I don't remember the last time I saw so many impotent swing passes to slow, undersized running backs. Joey, what do you think? Uh, what's going through your head right now? Uh, I'm I'm glad they blew them out. I, I really enjoyed the uh, the corner blitzes up 42 in the fourth quarter. I'm a uh, I'm a run it up the run up the score guy, and I I, uh, I I've gained a little ounce of respect back for Jimmy Lake because uh, <laughs> I think I think I think Butch Jones is also a big big fucking fake tough guy, so so that was nice that he's that he's throwing corner blitzes up and running up the score on on uh, Butch Jones, but um, we still lost to Montana. And I, it's just it's a stain, stain on the carpet. You can't get out. So, it, it, why why couldn't we do this against Montana? That's the that's the negadug in me speaking out right now. So, well, for starters, it helps when you don't line up, you know, double tight end set and run up the middle every play. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you see the the first play of the game. Uh, Dick Newton could have ran that play off for ten to fifteen yards if he just yes. had a little bit of a little bit of shiftiness onto him, and and that's just from looking at through the TV screen. As I couldn't see past, you know, the guy making the tackle, so maybe it could have been further. Then you then you watch, you know, McGrew's like first run, and and you're like, Newton would have been tackled. You know, after a two-yard game, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he would have been tackled yes, yes. after a two-yard game. There, there I go. I, I, uh, I didn't want to waste calories on shitting on Dick Newton, but <laughs> here we go. Well, I've never. Uh, we'll get, we'll get to you in just a second, Willie. But um, there was, if we're since we're talking about Newton, real quick. I mean, I, I haven't really bashed him at all. But there was one. I have a little bit, but there was one play, uh, second or third quarter. And he like he he gets through the first level, and then there's daylight, and the guy reaches out and like just kind of plucks at his shoelace, and he goes down. And I was like, okay, I'm done, I'm done. Um, 
And then you know you yeah. we're we're getting we're getting deep in the weeds already, and we haven't even done the opening here. But I mean, you know, McGrew gets a couple carries and goes back to the bench, and you see Pleasant out there again. And I don't know, but uh, Will Willie, doing what, what's going through your mind right now? <laughs> well, there's three things in my mind that could have realistically happened. They could have lost close to Arkansas State. They could have won close against Arkansas State, or they could have blown out Arkansas State. I don't think they were going to going to get blown out. They blew it out. That was the best they could have done. Uh, the bar is, you know, on the ground. You know, it's not – the bar is not anywhere off the ground. And they did what they needed to do, so we can't complain. And I do think the positive is, is again, they lost to Montana and they got blown out by a not a very average Michigan team when everything was on the line for them. And they, they, they at least had some confidence and they can kind of, like, feel themselves now. It's kind of what I feel like. So I don't have high expectations going from here, but I kind of feel like they, they they have some sort of like, now they know how to move the ball forward. You know, I don't think they knew how to do that before against anybody. Uh, so that, that's the positive to me. And yeah, not, uh, having, uh, not having uh, a lot of people in the stands, I uh maybe it was a good wake up call for them. So you know, they probably showed up and were like, Oh shit. You know, no one wants to even watch us play. We we either mail in the season today or we uh step it up and try not to embarrass ourselves. So that was a good that was a good uh Yeah. That was a good rebound well, for the you know, for the kids, I I guess. I guess it all depends on how you look at it, though, because it's kind of like um, this is one of those things where you have to be very careful. And this is not me wanting to uh, to, to uh, you know pound on Jimmy Lake or anything. It's just you have to be real careful not to uh, invest too much into an outcome of a game like this. If, if they go out next week and uh, and shit the bed against the Bears, the Cal Bears. Um, it didn't matter what we did today. We could be 0-4 or 1-3. It's all one and the same. Um, so does this turn around the season? I just, we can't even tell, and no way of knowing even until maybe like halftime of next week's game in terms of what it means of the big picture. Next week and after the beef. Yeah, the next I mean, yes. Next week is huge. Uh now next week, it's going to be a season to me where if they can win some of these games, that every week kind of becomes the Super Bowl because, you know, the, the season could end at any point. And, yeah, next week is now huge. If they go out and they beat Cal, you know, you're at least like, well, they have a chance of being somewhat respectable in conference, maybe. But then again, would it almost be better if they go if they go 1-11 so then they can blow things up? Because I'm almost more scared of – you know, them going five and seven or something, and where do you go from there? So this, to me, I guess one good point of this to me is the Gilby year where they went one and 11, they really struggled. That one win was a struggle win over San Jose State. So, I mean, that easily yes. could have been that easily could have been this year where, you know, they win this game, but they win 26 to 24, and you're like, well, they got to win. That might be their only win. I kind of felt like, this looked like the team that we kind of thought they were. And I would be surprised if they don't, especially with how bad some teams like Cal, Arizona, the Cougars look to me. 
I'd be surprised if they don't win at least a few Pac-12 games uh, based on what we saw today, as opposed to you know going one and eleven or zero and twelve. Cal, uh, Cal only beat um, Sacramento State by twelve, and it looks like it. Uh, I, I I didn't watch the game, but it looks like it was uh, reasonably close still in the fourth quarter. Well. Yeah, I mean, probably. I think it was thirty-five to twenty or thirty-five to twenty-three at one point in the fourth quarter. So I, 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 uh, I don't know. Cal is. I don't know how tough Sacramento State is. I, I mean, probably got to follow the Big Sky closely now this year. <laughs> Crossing our fingers for for Montana to just run the table. <laughs> well, we now know. Cal is what one and two, uh, not looking good. This is their rally time, you know, because <laughs> this is when they're they're ready. They're gonna, you know, most teams are probably just fold, you know, going up to Seattle. But now this is where they're gonna pin their whole season. Uh, they're gonna pin it all on next week, and they're gonna show up and turn it around. Because <laughs> it's right. uh, if they uh, this is it's almost worse. It's almost like man, I wish Cal was coming in three and zero. You know, but now <laughs> it's like they know they have to win. So they're coming up on, uh, you know, hair on fire. They're going to they play the Huskies that they do every year. Right. Gar- Garbers, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll uh, scramble on every third and long and, and get to the sticks every time next week. Uh, unless sure. he's got, unless he's got people running free through the secondary because uh, McDuffie is on the sideline on crutches, right? We were talking about that earlier this week. Like, what do we do if McDuffie goes down? Like, if McDuffie, Otten, and uh, who was the other player? Gordon we were talking about? And probably Ula Fosio. Yes. What happens if one of those four players goes down? And now McDuffie rolls an ankle. Uh So, again, this is not something where I just want a knee-jerk reaction start beating up on Jimmy Lake, but when you're up 28 nothing in a game that the opposing team has absolutely no chance to come back on, why do you have your, your number one guy back there returning punts? Um, you know. Yeah, it's bizarre. I, I, you, know, it, it, you know, it wasn't like it was 42 to nothing. It was 28 to nothing. But the other team wasn't coming back from that. And it, when, when Washington went up 14-0, it was clear at that point that, that Arkansas State had no chance today. So. Yeah, that quarterback, that was the second – that was like uh, the third quarterback in a row that uh, wasn't going to beat you through the air. So yes. I, I, I still, we still haven't played like a really good, really good quarterback. I mean, even Montana had uh, – uh, those guys had like one or two clutch throws, but, I mean, for the most part it was like dump-offs that uh, our – our defensive players just weren't even in the area to to make a play. So, so it's not going to be a year in a row. It's not going to be a year of tough of good opposing quarterbacks. I'm looking ahead to. Uh, I mean, yeah, the rest of the the Pac-12 quarterbacks is quarterback. not exciting. Yeah, it's not an impressive bunch either. So, it might be a weird, might be a year where you just don't. They, they avoid playing good quarterbacks. 
So I, I guess as we start to head down the the stretch of, of this episode, um, I guess just a couple of things to, to look at. First of all, were, were there any positives or, or nice surprises from this game uh, today that uh, you guys took from it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, you know, but, uh, Mc, I mean, McMillan gets open. Well, I, I mean, I just, who knows how good those defensive backs were? Probably exactly. terrible, but but he gets open, well, but he can't break a tackle. So, <laughs> I mean, you can um, to be. You can finish. No, I, I, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much. <laughs> not, not that it's not that bad. I mean, you confirmed to me that if they would have had Bynum on McMillan, they would have beaten Montana. I, I'm not a big guy on, you know, if you had this guy because you know the other team gets to say, does the other team get to say if they had this injured player or maybe they have an injured player? But I, I think if they would have had one of those guys or both of those guys, based on today, they would have beat Montana. I think. Uh, you know, I that's a positive to me. I think the defense, you know, holding anyone to three points uh, was a positive. I, I honestly, I've been really unimpressed with the defense all year. Arkansas State seemed like I thought if they were going to blow out Arkansas State, they might win like forty-nine to twenty-four. I did not see them holding anyone to three points, uh, given how, you know, I think the defense got a lot of credit for things playing terrible offenses so far, but. I, I, I thought it was decent that they held it. Was, Arkansas State was the highest scoring team in the country, right? Or something like that. And yeah, but I mean, you know. Close. <laughs> yeah, but they hadn't. They played Central Arkansas in Memphis. I mean, hey, they, should have shut them, they should have shut them out. I think Dylan threw a, threw a pick, and that's why they got that field goal, right? Well, they also missed a really short field goal, too, on their early yeah. game. So I guess that's yeah, kind well, of a wash. Well, kickers suck, man. I mean, what are you gonna do? There, there's <laughs> well, only there's only there's only one there's only one kicker in my life, and that's John Anderson. That's it. <laughs> oh, it's too bad that you are not a little bit older, because you would feel that way about. Uh, we had the Huskies had three All Americans in a row. There was uh, Mike Lansford, and then Chuck Nelson, and then Jeff Jagger. All yeah, of them All Americans. Yeah, uh, not, not Chuck, John Wales. Chuck, not John Wales. Who is who is the other? Uh, who is the one? Tra- uh, <laughs> Travis sorry, Hansen? I was that was it Travis Hansen real- that was on on, on yes. the Huskies? Yeah, right. I got to say this real quick though. As soon as Willie Duke said uh, uh, John Wales, I swear to God, I literally had uh, in my mind's eye. Uh, I'm at that Oregon game in '95, and I'm seeing the field goal go wide left. <laughs> well, did he miss three or four field goals in that game? Well, there were two late in the game. I think he missed three, and there were two in the last, like, four or five minutes of the game. Ake Aliaga recovered a fumble at the 22-yard line after a missed field goal, and then it was like, okay, all right, everything's <laughs> going to be okay in the world, and we're just going to, you know, and then we ran up the middle three times and then kicked again. And the first, the first um, bit of evidence that that kick was going to miss was that you had about 3,000 Oregon fans behind the goalpost going apeshit crazy. <laughs> and uh, but anyways, as soon as you said John Wales, that's immediately what, what shot up in my mind's eye in the in my, in my the theater of my mind there. So that was kind of funny. But sorry to 
You 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 were starting to say something there though, uh, Joey, about another kicker, um, uh, Travis Hansen. Yeah, that yeah, he's from the. Uh, I I keep wanting to say Jason Hansen, but he's a coog. Right. Uh, yeah, our ours was Travis Hansen on the uh, championship team. So. But I remember that leading I mean, leading up to the Rose Bowl there when. When the Huskies won the national championship, and remember Travis Hansen couldn't even make extra points in practice, and then the no. the defensive guys are like, "It doesn't fucking matter. We're going to win anyways," you know. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so. I, I will. Uh, I I tolerated uh, I tolerated Eric Folk because he made two uh, absolute <laughs> money kicks against USC and. Uh, but Coons, I, I lost it all with Coons when he missed it at, uh, in the Apple Cup. So I, I've got just a sour disdain for kickers. <laughs> you know, the very interesting thing about Arkansas State, though, today, it was like, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but just offensively, their body language, they, they were just bouncing around. They had confidence. You could tell they felt like they could do something against us. And then as soon as they missed that field goal, it's just like a, a, a they just wilted. Did you notice that? Yeah, they didn't look very confident after the, um, after the first drive, right? Right, right. They didn't look very confident. So, yeah, I don't. Who knows what their uh, what their whole mindset was? But they just they just got done scoring like what fifty five last week. So it was pretty. Uh, Pretty odd that they just wilt so fast. Okay, um, weird game. Weird games. Yeah, it was a weird game. Um, and so I guess that we'll just we'll finally we'll conclude with uh, just looking forward to Cal. We've already kind of touched upon it a bit. Um, but what what do you guys expect to see from the team as they take the field uh, next uh, Saturday night? Six thirty kickoff, I think it is. You first. <laughs> uh, should I? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to find a cricket. Uh, what do you call it? Cricket sound effect and insert it in there. So, <laughs> I mean, I would have to hope that they are. They're ready to play. You know, especially after okay, we got the year off, but two losses to Cal. You know, Cal chirped. They're better than Cal. They have more talent than Cal. There's no reason they shouldn't beat Cal by at least 10 points at home. Uh, I, I checked earlier, and, you know, Cal comfortably beat Sacramento State today, but Sacramento State, I'm pretty sure, is usually one of the worst teams in the in the, in the the uh, big sky. Their defense gave up like 400-something yards passing to Sacramento State. Um, I, I think they should get that. And that kind of sets the table to be like, okay, where are we going to go from here uh, after that? Where if they lose, I think it's officially time to, uh, I mean, we already know my thoughts, uh, to make a move fast. But to me, this is another Arkansas State game where it's a must win to avoid just, you know, official you know, disaster. You can't lose to this Cal team at home because then where do you go from there? Uh, who else in the Pac-12 are you going to beat other than maybe the Cougars? Uh, Arizona. At, at this point, Arizona. Um, Arizona's yeah, I mean, bad. Arizona's yeah, and none bad. of that, to me, that's the base 
bottom two. Beating Cal, beating Arizona, beating the Cougars, that's not good enough, you know, going four and eight. So it's a must win. And if if they lose, and it, to me it just continues to confirm that it's over. And I'm more scared of going five and seven and keeping things intact than almost than going yeah. one and 11 and blowing it up. So I'm almost worried they'll beat Cal, but they'll win by like one point. And then next week they'll get, you know, they'll lose by 28 to the Beavers. And then, you know, where, where are you then? So, yes, I think they should beat Cal. I'm confident after seeing what their offense was able to do against anybody. But does that even matter? I, I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll be confident now, ready for, ready for Cal. If if they if they would have like squeaked by against Arkansas State, I, I still even with a win would have wondered what what their mentality going into Cal would have been. But get, getting this win is probably pretty huge for their psyche. Um, Looking at looking at Oregon State, I mean Oregon State has, uh, you know, they have to go to USC next week. So Oregon State's got they can't look past any team ready for Washington. And Cal, uh, I don't know, Cal's got to be maybe saying, oh, this this Washington team isn't as bad as maybe we thought it was, and you know maybe they maybe they were. Maybe they were just uh, uh, sleepwalking through uh, Montana and Michigan, just waiting for the Arkansas State game. <laughs> <laughs> they were saving no, we were... all their big, saving all their big guns for the Red Wolves, you know. <laughs> well, we, were, we were keeping our spread uh, uh, spread attack under wraps. We didn't want anybody yep. to see it. That's right. We didn't want Michigan to see it. <laughs> I mean, you have to look back and let's say, hypothetically, they should have beat Montana. I think, you know, not having your top four receivers, it's an excuse. But I think, as I said, if they have any of those guys, if they, if they probably win. And what are they now? They're 2-1. and one. They still have that not good loss to Michigan, and people are rationalizing, you know. Dubes are saying, well, is that Michigan? Michigan, blah, blah. They're going into Pac-12, a bad Pac-12. I mean, outside of... Oregon and UCLA, everyone looks pretty bad, and I don't. I I think Oregon and UCLA are also still beatable, uh, especially at home, even by this Husky team. Um, Did you say UCLA? <laughs> yeah, I said UCLA. Uh, no, no, no. That, I, I think we're we're, gonna, we're in trouble there, in my opinion. I, I, no one in the I, Pac-12. DTR can't throw. DTR can't. He can't throw you. You know. He can throw to uh, to win a game. So I'm not saying I, I, I think they're going to win. I don't. I do not think they're going to win either of those games. It's no, no, no quarterback really scares me in this conference right now. No. Yeah, for sure. I agree there. I agree there. So uh, yeah, I'll it, say it is possible, but you know, no, but the Huskies haven't played a good quarterback yet, and they're one and two. So I, I you know, I, I don't know. Well, I, I guess the one thing is, I uh, as we were entering the season, I was just expecting. I, I thought a bad year for us would be seven and five, eight and four, and I thought nine and three, ten and two would be the the top. And I just thought it was going to be a fun, interesting season, and that if there was any uncertainty laying off in the distance, it was going to be 
is, you know, was Jimmy going to shit the bed in recruiting again or were things going to pick up after we have a good year this year? And then obviously me and everybody else, nobody saw the loss to Montana coming, and I don't think anybody saw us sitting here at one and two. So it certainly kind of diffused some of the momentum and, and just uh, uh, optimism that we felt about this team and its future and the direction it's trending. And um, and now it's like you guys, we've been saying the last few minutes, if we go one and one or zero oh and two in the next couple of weeks, the season's completely trashed. But even if we eke out a win against Cal, eke out a win against the Beavs, suddenly you're two and zero oh and three and two, and it's not where we want to be. But it's better than zero oh and five. Um, and then you have something to play for. And then finally, of course, though, as as you were saying, Willie, then it's like, do we end up in the nightmare scenario that you and then Ed Road Dog was also talking about, where you end up five and seven, and it's enough to keep Jimmy and and uh, and we waste another year or so. Oh, yeah, you gotta uh, before, look. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, I'll feel like. If they win every game except Oregon or UCLA, which are clearly going to be the two best teams that they're going to play, that puts them at eight and four, you know, overall. And that's not enough, you know, going into this season. That's bad. So, I mean, they put themselves in that hole as opposed to, you know, even if they beat Montana nine and three, you know, they'd gone, they'd somehow beat Michigan. You know, you lose those two Pac-12 games, you get to, you can still get to 10 wins. I guess that even if you just beat Montana, you have a chance to get to 10 wins with a bowl in. Eight and four, you know, nine and four if they win a bowl, I just, it just seems like the worst thing possible to me. And that is, they win every game except against probably Oregon and UCLA from here. I, I know, I know uh, people wanted to, and they're probably being sarcastic, but People wanted him to lose this game to blow it up, but I I don't want to fucking go Owen again. I don't. I never want to go Owen or one in eleven or two and ten ever again. I I never want to. It's not like you get a draft pick, you know. <laughs> but but the yeah. But the scary part is if if like you guys said, you go five and seven, then you leave the athletic director who made the hire you leave them with a really tough choice. So I still see staff changes at the end of the year. Like they're going to do a, you know, a Chris Strasser, Brent Pease. Um, hey, look, you've got a job offer at UTEP. You should probably take that <laughs> yeah. job. I don't want to stand in your way of your career. Yeah, I don't want to, yeah, you know. Like, hey, Strasser, you've got a. You know, you've got an uh, assistant to the O-line coach job for the Lions just just waiting for you. You should probably take it, you know. Jaguars assistant running back coach. Yes, going back. John yes. John is back. <laughs> I thought uh I thought somebody somebody should have recommended I was kind of hoping somebody recommended John Donovan for the uh the vacant Vanderbilt job this year. It's like, please, <laughs> please interview him. Interview him. <laughs> Bring him back. Uh, one last question for you guys before we wrap up. Um, Sam Heward, we saw we saw him for the first time today in a live uh, college setting, uh, 205, 31 yards. That ball comes off his hand kind of like Brock in the old days. Did you guys notice that? 
Yeah, yeah he it, it sure, it, sure I mean, likes Tanae. <laughs> We've seen his tape. He looks. He's a he's a good looking quarterback. He's got the uh, he's got the look down. He can make the throws. I mean, but no no position in sports is good or not. A game that that matters in quarterback. So we who, who knows? I mean, oh, he's got a better. Uh, I, I like his better his delivery better than Morris. Morris. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more batted balls from Morris. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like the batted balls situation. He's throwing some sidearm low delivery balls. Led to led to one interception. I'm that that's that's a little worrisome right now. I, I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate him like a lot of people on the boards do. But I view him as kind of like a Dennis Eckersley type. Right. So. And, and, and so he's going to give up. He's going to give up a home run to Kurt Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that. What, what do you mean? What does that mean? Because when he throws a he throws a football, I in my mind's eye, I'm very visual, and in my mind's eye, I see Dennis Eckersley pitching. He'd kind of come in at that three quarters yeah. thing as he would deliver, and it just I always just see him and go, oh, Dennis Eckersley. But I, I don't. I don't think he's like the shittiest quarterback that ever walked the face of the earth, which is if you read the game threads, that's what you see. But, um, you know, we've seen worse here, guys. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah, he's, yeah he's you know, I view him terrible. on par with Keith. I view him on par with Keith Price. I think Price was no, a little bit better of a thrower. I don't, but, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate Dylan. I, I don't hate yeah, Dylan. Right. Uh, I, I was, I was bullish on him at the beginning of the year because I've heard I heard so many. It, it got to the point where it wasn't even a Duke man thing. It was just <laughs> so many people were like, were like, oh, he's he's good, and I and I fucking bought into it. Uh, like I said on the first po- on the second pod after the Montana game, I got I got sucked into a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't I don't hate I don't hate Dylan. Um, not like I do Culp. I'm I'm done with Culp. I don't want to hear any more Devin Culp. I don't want to hear any more Devin Culp talk. I'm done with Devin Culp. I'm done. Lauren and all Culps in the state of Washington are done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just cancel the Culp. Cancel them. Just Just cancel cancel the Culp. No more Culp playing. <laughs> <laughs> So a guy from Eastern Skip. Washington too. <laughs> a guy named Skip right. Boyd. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> a guy named Skip Boyd, and it's not the real Skip Boyd, but uh, the former Husky, but um, who played, I think, in the '60s or early '70s or something. But he posted on the uh, game thread. He said, "Call me Mr. Negative, but this team is a disaster. This game is equal to Lucy promising Charlie Brown she won't pull the football away again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me two thousand one hundred and seventeen times, shame on me." <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> well, uh, I think I think there's really not much more to say. Um, so we can wrap up now, unless you guys have any final uh, comments or thoughts. We're gonna do our we're gonna do our favorite uh, Norm Macdonald jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the more I hear about this Hitler fellow, the 
<laughs> more I don't care for him. More I don't, thank you. More I don't care for him. <laughs> that 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 hit me in the in the solar plexus. That that was a tough one. I did. Uh, yeah, uh, cause, yeah. Because uh, when I'm at work, I don't uh, I don't check my phone that you know, that much till probably later in the afternoon, and so I didn't see it till. Yeah, like really late, and I was like, "Oh my God, really?" And I thought for a split second, I was like, "You know, if anybody's going to be an Andy Kaufman nowadays, Norm <laughs> McDonald would be the guy to, <laughs> to fuck with everybody." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, he's you know right up there with Dave Chappelle and and George Carlin. He's he's number one right up there. So. Oh yeah, definitely. So, all right, guys. Well, next week's going to be real interesting with Cal, and we will reconvene seven days hence. Hell yeah. Sounds Cal. good. See Cal. All right. all right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is, which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber peyote. peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to read that one, but...